Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, You'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio. Hello. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. You may know that I am a licensed clinical social worker as well as an intuitive psychotherapist. And I want to begin by thanking you so much for subscribing to my podcast and sharing it with others. The show has been growing over the last three years and it brings me complete joy and happiness to be reaching more people with the theme of my show. It's centered around changing consciousness one conversation at a time. And I just wouldn't be here if you all weren't listening and sharing it. So please continue to do that on iTunes, on Google Play, on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are found. You can find this show. And I would love for you to follow me on social media. I'm working to develop that area of my life. On Facebook, you can find me under NOLA Therapy, N-O-L-A, therapy.com. It is the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles, therapy.com, which is my website, as well as on Instagram. I'm at NOLA therapy on Twitter. I am at Tahir LCSW and YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, NOLA therapy, and I post these podcasts there on occasion. I do a video just talking about some things going on that I think might 
be something helpful and, and fun to listen to. So just thank you for all of your support and keep it coming. I am available to take new clients right now, either in person at my Los Angeles or New Orleans physically based offices. I do phone, Skype, and FaceTime sessions as well with clients living all over the world. So please reach out Lisa at NOLA Therapy if you're interested in working together. And if you like my show and want to support me as a podcast patron, you can learn more about that if you go to patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. So my guest today is unique in that I don't often get to converse with a fellow social worker. And today I have that opportunity and we get to do that with you as our listener. In just moments, we'll be with Jill Rubin. She's a licensed clinical social worker. She got her MSW from Smith College School of Social Work, which I think is really cool. And she has worked as a licensed psychotherapist and relationship coach for over 18 years. And her office is physically based in Santa Barbara, California. However, like me and like I think so many healing professionals, she also works remotely doing phone, Skype, and FaceTime sessions with clients all over the world as well. So if you like what you're hearing and our discussion, please reach out to Jill. Her website is jillrubin.com. R-U-B-I-N, and then jilldolrubin.com. And today we're going to talk about how to live in a state of empowerment based on finding our inner alignment. And I think this is a, an important topic today because there's so many things that happen unexpectedly in our lives, in the news, and we can wake up and feel like we're in alignment and moving in our flow and then have something or someone come into our personal space and feel disrupted. So Jill is going to talk to us today about how we can get into alignment if we're not, stay in alignment, and and just be able then to live from an empowered place of more peace and joy. So Jill, welcome. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited. I am too. Thank you for taking your time out today to be with us as well. Absolutely. Where do you yeah. want to begin a dialogue with the work that you do specifically around empowerment and alignment? Yeah, you know, for the longest time I've been realizing, hey, I'm really interested in this, like making, helping a person to feel alive and confident and strong and in charge in their lives is just so fulfilling to me. Um, I really feel it's my uh, life calling, my passion, and it's reinforced every time I'm meeting with someone. You know, I just get that feeling like, wow, this is, this is my alignment. And, um, you know, like many of us, as we grew up in different situations and we kind of learn things along the way personally and then also professionally. But um, I felt the experience of being in alignment and out of alignment mm -hmm. in my own life. Um, and so I think that's what gave me the feeling like I want to really contribute to people, um, you know, reaching this for themselves. So, you know, in my work, I'm working with adolescents up through adults, but a lot of adults who are struggling with feeling out of alignment. And I link these two together because I've noticed, and I'm sure you have in your work, it's just this idea of if we're not living our inner truth, then um, we little by little are disempowered more and more. And I see that with people 
you know, in, in the wrong job, so to speak, in a relationship that doesn't feel right, um, in people just saying, hey, I'm going through the motions on paper. I should, I should be feeling good, but yeah. um, I'm not, you know? Yeah. So, so, yeah. So you notice in your own life, uh, the correlation between being in alignment and your own happiness. Mm-hmm. Can you define for our listeners what, what is alignment? If someone's wondering what that word means and how it applies to them. Yeah, that's a great question. Cause it's kind of like a buzzword. Oh, am I in alignment or not? Yeah. Like, what is that? You know, I mean, one way is to describe what the heck is misalignment. You know, this is when we're feeling fatigued and stressed and, you know, we're, you know, experiencing maybe dis-ease, right? Our bodies are breaking down in one way or the other. We're in fights. We're in conflict. um, We're feeling off. When when we're in alignment, I mean, it, it may sound kind of hokey pokey, but I really see magic happen when people are in alignment, when they, when they're, when they're living by the story of, oh, this will be the practical thing to make money or to live a happy life or to do, you know, to make these decisions, people are getting more and more misaligned. But when they really are, are facing fear, which is a huge aspect mm-hmm. of it, I think, when they face their fear, And they make decisions that are about, you know what, this might sound silly or crazy, but I love X, Y, and Z, right? Like I could have a whole session with someone and at the very end, you know, they may say, and I've always wanted to blah, 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 but that would, that would never work. And it's like, Uh, wait a minute, oh my gosh, right? Um, So so the alignment ends up looking to me like, you know, hey, I'm ending up talking to that person that was the person that told me, oh, check this job out or check, I want you to meet this person or do this thing. And I've seen people have a lot of synchronicity happen with that kind of thing, right? When they're, when they're going toward what makes me excited. Um, you know, just the other day, I had a client just uh, starting to get really scared and miserable at work and her job was changing little by little. And, um, you know, she said, I think I'm going to go in and I'm just going to tell him I'm feeling really upset and uncomfortable with the way things are going. And, you know, we just got talking and I, and she started to tell me, Oh, I love this, the new jobs and the ones that are more challenging. And anyway, I said, what if you go in and you just lead with that? What if, what if instead of coming in with this huge Mm. fear, yeah, right? you go in and you just say, let them know what you're excited about. Yeah. And I'm happy to report, you know, the person's, oh, my gosh, I told them and now they want to make me ahead of this and do, you know, it was just like, that's wonderful. Wow, you know, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You know, I like where you started in your definition by by putting out here that disease, depression, anxiety, fear, feeling those things shame. are, are yep. yeah, shame, guilt unhappiness, um, self-loathing are indicators that something is out of alignment within us. And you talk in your work about the gap between our inside self and our outside self. Can you talk to us more about that? Because I think it has to do with this alignment definition. Yeah, no, that's actually really it. Yeah. To me, I notice when there's an inside self that wants to pursue something or does something, you know, wants to do something or feels a certain way. Um, when we go out in the world and pretend that, well, I'm really great with this relationship or, oh, you want to live where? Oh, sure. I would love to live way out in the middle of nowhere with you. That would be amazing. You know, like <laughs> basically when we have this inside self, that is trying to perform or please some 
outside force. Little by little, there's more and more, you know, misalignment. And so what I find is that that gap between the inside self and the outside self is literally where all, or maybe not literally, but figuratively, where all the anxiety, depression, angst, and everything lives. When people, when I can help people to, to live and talk and walk the inside self, the fear and the, the misalignment starts to drop away. It's amazing. Yeah. And people, but what's, what really, you know, strikes me is that people are so afraid to be themselves. You know, we've, we've come from, I don't know what's, you know, society growing up in families that we needed to learn, you know, to be almost a false self, right? Mm-hmm. To, to perform our way into safety, into comfort. I mean, many of us grew up, you know, you've experienced it with your clients and, you know, grown up in families where it wasn't safe to speak up about what we really felt and what we thought and what we wanted or to disagree, right? So, so in the beginning, it starts so early on and, and we lived with maybe alcoholic parents or depressed parents or, mm-hmm. you know, all these different things where the I was on the other. Yes. Right? I, you know, scanning that environment to make sure that I'm going to be safe and okay. And I think and, what happens yes. is, right? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. And and that exactly just to piggyback on what you're saying, our focus being on the other people and our family and how do we need to act and behave to get our needs met. And it's usually not that clear cut in the child's mind, but, but that's what, it's like a survival, survival strategy and skill. We're very young. Often we're learning to disconnect from our inner self to be able to get to exist in an environment that um, might be, might have violence, neglect, and might have, like you said, a parent with an addiction or it just might be parents not getting along. It might not necessarily be a, a traumatic, a severe trauma. It can just be exactly. financial stress and pressure that kids are learning, you know, to keep quiet or so. Yeah, keep going. I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, no, no, that was very well said. I love how you just kind of, you know, summed that up. That's exactly it. You know, so it doesn't have to be the big, huge, great trauma, but these small, what we call developmental traumas, these different mm-hmm. little things that slip in in life, right? And even as school we learn with with our you know a bully that maybe came up to us and oh I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that and so we are looking in life we get confused I think between approval and love right approval seeking Mm. and love and so we're trying to perform our way into getting approval which somehow became known as love Right. And if I pedal faster, right, (laughs) you know, if I walk up the hill backwards, barefoot and singing a song to you, um, (laughs) I might get my needs met. Yeah. And and so it's actually something that maybe helped a lot of people survive and maybe even, you know, thrive in some ways when they were younger. But the, the problem that I see is that we just keep doing this as adults acting as if we are a small, scared child with our partners at work. Oh, God, I don't want to get in trouble. You, you hear adults say, I don't want to get in trouble, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, it's in the language. It's kind of like, oh, gosh, how, you know, you must be feeling pretty disempowered right there. I'm pretty young, you know? Um, and so that, yeah, that's a big thing to, to, to shift around, but it makes sense. There's a reason that we're like this. Right. And, um, you know, I like to have a compassionate understanding, you know, of yeah. why we are performing and, um, 
you know, and just how painful it's not only just a bummer that people do it. It's literally painful, you know, when people come in and they just, they're so afraid. A lot of the clients I work with, their sentences start with, I don't want him to think, I don't want him to feel, I don't want her to do this, right? I, I, I don't want, and, and I say, wait a second, what's happening right here? You are strategizing like you did probably a long time ago to be safe and to control an outcome right? Which, yeah. which is an illusion. You can't control the outcome, but we live as if we can. And there's an anxiety that is perpetuated. There is, there and, is an anxiety yeah. that underlies. I mean, I find myself thinking those same thoughts, saying those same things when I recently had an unexpected conflict with a friend and, and feeling exactly what you were just saying, like, oh, I don't, what I don't want her to think and feel and like a sense of being in trouble because I had changed my mind about something. And, and I did feel so disempowered as a 47 year old woman. And it surprised me how immediate those old, that old pattern just cropped back up because this person just didn't at all get where I was coming from and was angry in fact. And, and so it just kicked up for me that old pattern of, of uh, feeling like I want to explain my way out of it, to not be in trouble and air quotes. And then I just stopped because I realized that what you said, this doesn't work. This strategy exhausts me. It, I don't think ever brings the desired result. And I just let Mm -hmm. it go. I just meditated and sent love and let it go. And we'll see where it lands in the future. And I've just had to work with looking at how my desire to please and have peace still yeah. does come up from time to time as an adult and a healing practitioner. Yes, absolutely. It, it, you know, the way you talked about it, it's, to me, I, I noticed that it's almost like um, an emotional flashback that we have. You know, people talk about, you know, if you're, oh, you're a war victim or all, you know, different PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and we can literally have flashbacks where we're seeing the movie, right, in our yeah. minds. But I feel that we can also have this emotional flashback that we don't even know that we've entered and it becomes a state right when we get Mm -hmm. in with someone a relationship a lot of times I see it in in intimate relationships where the person doesn't even realize that maybe for weeks at a time they've been kind of um, had this heightened emotion and have been pedaling so fast and trying to you know predict and 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 not upset and everything and, and what you did was great because you had this witness come up in you and and that's a skill that I think people can learn right where we realize um, oh my gosh I'm spinning and I'm doing this thing and I'm feeling exhausted and and like a small child trying to yeah. explain right and yes. you kind of woke up in that moment which is great that, that's that um that's that gift that we can we can learn to do but it's a gift when it happens right I wake up in the middle oh thank god I'm realizing what I'm doing here yeah um you know kind of release yeah So how do you work with your clients when they come in with a situation where you notice they're, they're in a state of disempowerment and, and how do you help them get to shift that within themselves and then present differently? Yeah. um, I think it's definitely a process and, and people are at all different bases when they come in, of course. Um, But they're coming in usually because they're in that kind of, state of like, oh God, I, you know, I can't take this anymore. So part of it is just 
being a witness to that, where they're at, you know, what's been going on for you, how are you feeling? Um, but I think, you know, in, in, in trying to have someone maybe heal from this or recognize it, I've found that there's certain components that I think are helpful. And, yes. and one is sort of, um, you know, like gaining some insight. You know, this isn't the only thing, obviously, because people, you know, they get, they get in, oh, I know why I'm doing it now, but why am I still doing it? I'm still uh-huh. falling in the same hole, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's madness because it's like, I already know this. Why do I keep doing it? And, and there's a reason that's frustrating because that's not the only thing that it takes to heal. Um, part, part of it is we need, do need to understand, hey, why do I behave this way? And I do think that people make sense. Yes. Even the, the, the craziest behavior, right? Haven't you found it's like when you when you're curious and you ask questions and oh and you hear the story of how they grew up, oh my gosh, this this makes so much sense now. And I think um insight, learning why we do what we do is one huge part of it. And that does mean sometimes taking a walk back into the past and figuring out how some things came about and why why that person makes sense. Why does this behavior that looks crazy suddenly make a lot of sense. Well, of course mm-hmm. you would escalate with your emotions and this kind of thing, right? Because no one at home was listening or, you know, again, we're not trying to blame parents or anything like that, but we've had experiences early on. So, you know, insight is one piece of it. And to me, you know, people can't heal unless they have an internal and an external experience of love and compassion, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, and I think you've talked about that in your work from things I've read too, but the love and compassion um, is huge because I don't know about you and your work, but I find even myself, we are self-hating. Yeah. We are self-hating in many ways. Um, and I think we learn this, like, you know, we have to criticize ourselves in order to get ourselves to do better. You know? um, yeah. And I find that clients get stuck when they do that because they're in a pattern of being down and kicking themselves. And, and, and I think, okay, let's spend five minutes telling you why you're the worst person in the world. And when the timer goes off, then can we get to the healing part? You know, because we have to realize what we're doing and how it's serving a function to keep us stuck. And, and so when we can find, and and clients I see struggle with that, they can't even say, well, I'm open, you know, oh, loving and accepting myself. No, 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 not there yet. Okay, well, let's try to be just open to the idea that it might happen. And um, when people can do this, and they can go back and tell a story of compassion and understanding as to why they do what they do. Um, that is a huge part of it because they can start having that compassion and empathy for themselves. And in that way, when this inside self feels all that love (laughs) soaking it up, then it's like, oh, now I'm curious about how do I move forward now? How can I take what's happened and I understand why I'm doing it? How can I move forward? Yes. Yeah. And um I know we have a few minutes before our little break, but um, basically, uh, yeah, w- moving forward from that point, one thing I think is that I notice is really important is learning how to be with our emotions, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I, I notice a lot of people are afraid of it. You know, they're, they're like, oh, God, if I start letting myself feel sad, next thing you know, I'll be in a big depression. I won't get out of my bed. Or if I let myself be angry, I don't know what I'll do. You know, it could be 
And, and so learning how to um, feel these emotions and be present with them, that's a lot of the work that I do uh, with folks. And, um, and, and, and developing, like you did with that earlier story, the witness to your thoughts and your behavior so that you have a chance to try something new, you know? Yes. And, um, yeah. I like, and, and then the, yeah, go, go on, you first, and then I'll say. No, I'm just going to wrap that up. The last part of it is walking the talk, right? Practicing out in the world, these things that you've noticed and changed and then going out there. That's really what I was going to say for that, that process of the healing, really. Yeah, you know, I like as well where I found in your work, you talk about and on other interviews speak about the deep, deep self-compassion and how we do make mm-hmm. sense if we really inquire from within what is going on here, that we can know why we might act in the most erratic of ways, the most surprising of ways that we can have that insight that then allows us to observe ourselves from a different vantage point and then develop mm-hmm. options and new choices that we can make when that scenario presents again, because I find that we're constantly able to revisit a situation, things that we wish we would have done differently or better. They're always going to recirculate. We're always going to have that opportunity yep. to to resolve it differently and, and use what we've learned. So I like that you really, really highlight and uh, like speak strongly about the self-love part, because I think that gets left out some time of coaching. It's it's so much in the vein of let's go and do and be more when I think we really need to deeply forgive ourselves, especially as women, that there's layers of shame. There's layers of not feeling or being good enough. And I think every day there's something that can help like to forgive ourselves for and not because we've done something wrong. I use self-forgiveness as an empowerment tool to have empathy and understanding for myself and and yeah. others and yeah. i think it can give us that baseline then to feel more free energetically to feel like more of an open heart space and mind space to then have the energy to to do things differently yeah. what do you think exactly. about that mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day from movement whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. 
And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Yeah, no, I love what you're saying there. Yeah, and, and yeah, because the forgiveness as a self-love, I, I love how you said that because really, you know, we do get confused about what is forgiveness? Oh, I'm not letting them off the hook or this or myself off the hook or, you know, but forgiveness is, is something about letting go of that energy bond in a way that's been yes. holding you down, right? And um, yes. so I love how you put that. Yeah, I love how you Thank put that. Thank you. And I think that we we think of forgiveness as forgiveness only applies when someone has done something wrong, and therefore we might part like parse it out very stingily, as opposed yeah. to using forgiveness for ourselves. I think with other people it can be a bit of a different process, but working mm-hmm. with yourself, you as our listener right now, that to forgive mm-hmm. yourself, approve of yourself, can help you begin to have new thought patterns. And I know you talk about it in your work. Jill, about new neural pathways that we can, I want to hear more about after our little break, but it's a way, it's a technique. I think self-forgiveness is an action practice and technique to allow us to step into new options and ways of being. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of All Things Therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now and enjoy. Do you want to help yourself and friends find a purpose in life? Then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Tahir as she initiates a one-on interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression, and in all, make the world a better place for everyone. Welcome back to All Things Therapy. This is Lisa, your host. If you're just joining us, I am in the middle of a conversation with Jill Rubin. She is a licensed clinical social worker, psychotherapist, and relationship coach practicing in Santa Barbara. Jill Rubin 
com is her website, and she sees clients all over the world through phone, Skype, and FaceTime. So, Jill, I wondered what, what thoughts, feelings you might have had during the break and where you want to pick up. I'm, I'm loving our conversation. I am, too. This is so fun, and um, I'm glad we come from, it seems, some similar um, backgrounds and experience in some ways with our work. Um, so it's really exciting for me. Yeah, you know, it's what struck me during the break. I was kind of thinking about what was said and what may have not been said. Um, one thing that I think is really amazing around empowerment, too, is, is um, our perspective taking. You know, I've found that um, this is something I've been working with a lot lately with myself and with clients is how can we reframe, in other words, um, look in a different perspective at something that we're, that's coming up. So in other words, even this interview, you know, I, I realized, well, I could have focused on, oh gosh, you know, what if it doesn't go quite right? And Mm. I don't say the right things. And, you know, and I could get into this fear space, right? This whole Mm -hmm. thing. And, and then I decided, you know, just like I work with my clients, like, let me align with the part of myself that is really excited and interested and curious and, and my intention to contribute. And I really just got into this awesome perspective, like what an amazing thing. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I was really getting excited about it. And when people are doing healing work and they're saying, Oh no, you know, I keep getting triggered or I keep getting jealous with my partner and now it's going to happen again. And I don't even Mm. know if I should be in a relationship, you know, what I do um, in my work is I try to say, what if we look at this as like, you know, the relationship is going to happen or not, but what if the experience in coming to this relationship and working on the whole thing, growing yourself, what if it's all about that? What mm-hmm. if these people that come into our lives, right, and challenge us with with this thing where I feel my jealousy or I feel this or that come up, what if I could say, you know, I welcome this next time. I know that's a stretch, but what if I could say I welcome this next time to practice? you know, to see if I can stay in my center or to see if I can be more vulnerable and express something that's a truth about my inside self to this person. You know, what if it's like really fun to grow and learn, you know, bringing that back so that it's not, oh gosh, the next time I'm going to fail, but the next time I have an opportunity to stretch myself, you know? So it takes the fear out of it in some way I'm sensing. And, and opens a person to being curious as opposed to more constricted and fearful. Yeah. You know, because if, you know, what's the attitude we want to adopt? Am I allowed to learn and grow? And this idea, and we get it from many places, and I'm not against religion or anything, and, you know, spirituality is amazing. But sometimes some of my clients come from backgrounds where, you know, there's a right and there's a wrong. Mm, there's a okay. you're in, you're out, you know that line. And, um, and so sometimes I feel that we as adults, you know, need to have permission to just learn and make a mistake and, and recalibrate and give it a try. And you know what I mean? As opposed to, Oh my God, I ruined my life or this decision. It's one thing or the other. And I'm going to, you know, it's, I'm making or breaking my life with this next decision. People stress themselves out so much by thinking there's one right way. Yes. I like to reorient experience, right? It's more about, you're going to have a bunch of experiences in this world. How can I orient to that rather than it's a make or break thing every time, right? When we have a, a life experience. Yeah. What you're saying there is reminding me of 
earlier when you were speaking about the performance-based self versus one's authentic self and yeah. and viewing things you know when we present authentically doing the best that we can which i believe most people are doing most people are just mm-hmm. doing the best that they can and if a relationship ends or something doesn't manifest or come our way that we want then you know how do we view this how do we um yeah. you know how do we move forward from that so i'm hearing you kind of speak to that situation as well right now Absolutely. I've been playing with this idea of, of um, when a situation doesn't quote unquote work out the way our, our I'm going to call it our smart, small self wants it to work out. Okay. So the self that's looking at the tree, not the forest. Like I'm right in front of this. I need this job. I need this person. I need this yeah. relationship. Um, when it doesn't quite work out the way we had thought it should you know, that tells me right there we're in resistance, right? If if we know that there's a certain way everything should go, then by, by the very nature of that, we, we're in resistance when things don't go the way we plan. Um, and so I've been playing with this idea of, of asking the question, even if something feels really hard in front of me, I ask the question, how is this just what I need? Mm, how, I like how that. Is this, okay. Yep, this situation... How is this, this set of events? And, and what it does is it takes this mind that I feel is on automatic pilot most of the time. So yeah. You, know, you drive somewhere, you, you're there and you didn't even remember taking the last five turns, right, in the car. You're like, yeah. wait a minute, it, it's the weekend and I ended up at my office. Why did I do that? You know, I mean, I just changed where I put my clothes the other day and I keep going into the closet in the same spot looking for them. And I'm like, I changed the location. It's a reminder that our mind is on automatic pilot all the time. So with this question, um, how is this just what I need? It's, it's taking the mind from the automatic, Oh, disappointment or automatic thought or reaction that we have. And it's forcing the mind to look at something in a new, way and a new perspective because that's a challenging question radically radically different yeah like it's like a jolt like what how is this just what I need what like yeah and the and the mind will say are you crazy losing yes job this is the worst thing I'm not gonna there's no gift in this there's no benefit right and and but I just challenge you to ask the question because again talking about neural pathways we have habits of the mind that create the same type of, if we're used to feeling disappointment a lot or depression or sadness or anger a lot, it's think of it as a, um, a ski slope where we've gone down one path a lot and it's a well-worn path. Mm. So when mm. you get up on the top of the mountain and your skis start to go down, they're drawn toward that path that's already there but we know what that produces and we're trying to grow, right? So basically this question is forcing us to think in a very different way. And when you do that, this is why talk therapy is powerful because our thoughts can change our chemistry. And the whole thing is creating a new network of communication when when we challenge ourselves to do, say, and think differently. And so that question, I think, you know, and questions like it really challenge us to do that, to, to say, gosh, what is the benefit of it? Let me think. Well, 
actually, now I can start practicing yada yada, or now I can take that trip. Okay, now, all right, well, this is going to really force me to think about my values. What, what do I, you know, that type of thing. And so my guess is if you challenge yourself in that way, there's some perspective you would not have automatically thought of that may free you. And so, Jill, I'm wondering if, if for you and using this question, which may, may I borrow this question? I love it. How oh, is this just what oh, I need? Oh, please. And, yeah. um, so I want to ask you, do you find that this question is best asked at a certain at a certain time and place in one's evolution? Like, say, after a significant grief or loss, when when some of the grief work and the raw emotion has been processed and the person's in a more receptive place to start to find meaning. Do you do you notice using this questions at certain junctures of of your work with someone? Yes, you nailed it because you do not want to ask this question at the wrong time, right? Because the thing <laughs> is, we have to go through the um, just being with, meaning like there's something that's happened that is, it can be a devastating thing. And there are many, obviously, devastating things that happen to people. Um, and there's a certain time when they're ready to make a change or to make meaning out of something. And that's the time that when people are searching for that. And I guess after so many years of working, you kind of feel into that and you can tell when yeah. someone is like, you know, I've cried it out. I've, I've, I've dealt with it. I've been with it. I've walked with it. I've sat next to it. And you know what? I'm ready to move forward and I need to make meaning out of this. And I need to understand why something so horrible or something you know, so wrenching to my life occurred. What is, what can I pick up with and move forward with? So that is an incredibly great question you asked because um, this, it's not to be taken lightly. I mean, in, in our everyday lives with small disappointments, we can certainly say that very easily, but in these larger situations of trauma or pain, um, there's a timing for everything, right? And, and I think when you listen to someone truly and you hear them wanting to, to move forward and to, um, to make meaning and take it forward, that's when that, yeah, that's when that is incredibly powerful and useful. So it's definitely got to be with a lot of respect and sacredness. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I thought to ask you that because in my own personal growth and development, earlier on in my life as just a human being and as a therapist, um, that question would have been hard for me to even ever get to. How is this mm -hmm. just what I need? Because I was, uh, you know, really identified with the loss of, of a person, place or thing and the story. And now in my evolution, when something does happen, not to my liking, I've come to a place in my personal development where I know beyond the shadow of a doubt, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to cry my tears. I don't like this. It hurts, but I know that there is something good here for me because I've had enough experiences where every disappointment ends up becoming something really awesome and better mm -hmm. than I could have ever yeah. put together. But it's taken a lot of my years of living to be yeah. able to, to go to this question. How is this just what I need? Yeah. How is this helpful even? How is this going yeah. to bless and enrich my life? You know, it's taken me a lot of years to, to get to yeah. this question. And, and I think it's such a beautiful place to come to, if you're listening, to, to just be open to seeing something as a gift and here to help you even though it might be really disappointing and painful at first. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is a lifetime kind of thing. And and I think you heard me say I'm recently experimenting with this question and um, and trying to, you know, weave it in when it makes sense. And just just kind of trying to see, you know, yeah, is there anything in my to me to me? you know, everything is a relationship. I, we mm-hmm. maybe said this earlier, but relationship with my body, with my money, with my job, with my, you know, I say I do relationship work. It, it, we are in relationship to everything with our own thoughts. Um, and when I am in a relationship with something, I guess it's my personal belief and watching people over the years that it's a chance for evolution. It's a chance for growth. It's a chance for meaning making. Um, some of the ways I think we elevate ourselves and grow, it has to do with our interaction with others, right? And, and others and other things. And in my mind, it's like the world is a mirror. And, mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, see how you think about this, but I feel like we grew up with mirrors around us, meaning our parents or caregivers. And sometimes those mirrors were distorted like a funhouse mirror or like those yeah. bad mirrors in, in JC Penney's that you're like, oh my God, why <laughs> is that thing? You know what I mean? You go Yeah, why do I look terrible and everything? Yeah, yeah. Or the opposite. You look so great in it. You get home in your regular mirror and you say, okay, that's funny. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. But People are like this to us. And sometimes like the work and maybe you, you feel this in yours, but sometimes I feel like my job is to be an accurate mirror for people. And, and whatever that means, if I can show you something in you that you didn't see, not because it wasn't there, but because the mirrors around you didn't show it to you and they didn't show it to you because lack of their own healing and growth, right? We have parents and caregivers that, you know, God bless them. They made it through the way they did, but they didn't sit in therapy rooms and they didn't necessarily have a lot of time to, to do this. They were surviving and they had their own fears and distortions. And guess what? They projected those not in, in a, you know, a mean way, but just a human way. They projected those on us. And so we've lived in the world thinking, this is who I am. I never was so good at this, or I never could do this, or it, you have to be afraid of these certain things. And so sometimes people, when they come into me, I feel like I'm watching them see themselves for the first Mm. time, you know, and it's so beautiful. It could bring tears to to me right now because I think people are amazing and, and what we go through and what we learn and, and all of the things in our resilience, we're, we're really amazing as humans that we make it as much as we do and that we can survive and make meaning out of these things. And to me, that's beautiful. So when people start to realize, hey, maybe I saw myself in a way that was in one of those bad mirrors, and maybe I can start, and some people have a hard time letting that in, the love, right? I had a client the other day who said, I have a friend at work who keeps telling me, you know, how great I am, and this and that, and I literally told her, I'm uncomfortable, I can't hear you say it anymore. (laughs) And we had a discussion. Yeah, right? And what came out of that? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. came of that discussion? Oh, what came of that? Per- oh, well, you know, there you could just see there's a recognition in the person that they, mm-hmm. they're like, there's a sadness. And this is where the compassion comes in. You know, there's that moment and you look in the client's eyes and you see something just registered. And I have this belief that when truth hits, 
that sometimes, not all the time, but some tears or this certain look or this certain feel. And I point over and I'm like, there's truth right there. You feel it, don't you? Mm, and yes, beautiful. person has, right? It's so beautiful. And it's like, suddenly it's like, well, what happened for you? Well, I just felt all the sadness, the truth of why I can't take this in. You know, I have a bunch of people lined up at my wall as a barricade saying, no, you are not safe. And your nice words are not safe to take in because if Mm. I do, you're going to leave or you're going to hurt me or you're, and this person, you know, for them, it just really was a truth. And so in order to let that person in, we had a discussion. How do we do that? We have to know that there's the barricades and the people inside selves trying to protect you, right? From this painful yeah. experience. That's your kid's self. That's your emotional flashback, right? And so, you know, we actually talked in this, I thought, somewhat creative way about having a receiving room. So here's a big palace and a fortress that nobody's going to get into, but maybe we could set up a little room on the side where somebody's allowed to come in, but we're really going to check them out first, right? I love that visualization. Yeah. 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 And so, so this, this helped because the, the client can still say, but I need to protect myself. And I, you know what I mean? And I want to make sure I'm still there doing that. But at the same time, what's your intention? Well, my intention is to live a life where there's people around that can love me and I can let them in safe, good people. I said, okay, let's work with that. You know, so that's, that's what happened with that situation. That's creative. I love the questions that, that you've developed to work with people. They're awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's just little by little over time. And, um, you know, I'm learning all the time with my clients. I mean, it's such a gift because, you know, after a while, it's like you see these patterns and these things. And it's just amazing. I'm being taught so much. And so it's I'm always trying to hold how sacred it is that people come in and share what they do with me. It's just it's, it's amazing, really. It's a, there's a sacred intimacy. And, and yes. it's such a beautiful profession and it doesn't even feel like the job that we do. It, it feels like almost like a way of being a lifestyle. I don't, you know, of, of just being in tune and in touch with others and ourselves and the reciprocity of that and what it creates. Yeah. yeah. So how do you want to end things with us? The time just flew by Jill. What would you like to leave our listeners with? Yeah. You know, um, That's a great question. What to leave with, you know, I think if everybody can take a minute and just even recognize that they have this um, inside place, this beautiful sacred inside self that is just waiting to be heard and listened to and acknowledged. um, And that, you know, every day, if you can throw this question in that says, um, what is most loving for me? today. Mm -hmm. You know, what is most loving for me right now? And keep it simple because this kind of deep change happens with that kind of question in one moment of one part of your day. And so keep it small and doable and just try to bring more authenticity and, and, and realness, the same thing into that moment. And that's one question I find that really helps with that is just what is loving for me? And you just listen for a minute. It's amazing. When you do, you will start hearing a dialogue inside. Yeah. I'm tired or I really need to go for a run or I need, yeah, that type of thing. I think that's a great place to start. That's awesome. What is the most loving thing for myself? And also I love, how is this just what I need? 
Yeah. Jill, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. This was a gift, truly is. We're speaking about For me as well. I feel energized. Thank you. Me too. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hope you have just an awesome rest of your day, and I look forward to seeing you in Santa Barbara. All right. Will do. Take care. Thanks, Lisa. You're welcome. Bye-bye. That concludes my show today with Jill Rubin, LCSW at JillRubin.com. She is a fellow social worker, psychotherapist, a relationship coach available to work with you. And I just want to thank you again for listening today and all of the other times you have listened. Keep it up and I will be with you next week with another guest. All my love. Bye-bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. <laughs>